Greetings and welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. If this is your first time listening, we would like to welcome you to the podcast. You have just tuned into a podcast about faith, empowerment, and encouragement. We want to welcome you and encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. I hope that it blesses you. We hope that it encourages you. We hope that your faith is rewarded as you have just tuned in to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. We have a wonderful episode for you today. So let us get started and tune in and find out what today's episode is about. Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm Chloe Brown, your host. Uh, I hope that you're having a, a wonderful day. I hope that this finds you blessed, encouraged, empowered. And if not, I hope that something I say, something I do today would actually encourage you and empower you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Uh, last week, we talked about the truth about failure. And so this week, I want to come from a different approach and want to go with the truth about success. Uh, as, you, as you know, that the Barnabas podcast is a podcast for faith, encouragement, and empowerment. And I, I really have been studying this week. I always study. I always spend a lot of time really thinking about and praying about and meditating and preparing for each week's episode. But this week, I uh, spent a little extra time. I did a little bit extra research uh, because I wanted to really take the time to talk about success. Now, one of the things that we have to understand about success is that it has it's oftentimes subjective or relative it's not always uh what's the word i would like to use i would like to use the word uh, it is not always uh universal uh, how we receive or how we perceive rather success is not always going to be the same way uh, and so i want to get straight into the the, the 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 conversation, if you will, and, uh, and hopefully that uh, you, just, you find yourself where you have you have a moment to listen and and really uh, soak in everything that God has given me to give you today. Uh, so as you always know, that I most uh, almost all of my podcasts are going to be scripturally based. Is going to be our guideline, and this week I would like to use David as a uh, example for as we talk about the truth about success. Now we all know if you have been, if you have spent any time in the church, any time uh, around the church, any time around the Bible, whether you've been to uh, vacation Bible school, Sunday school, Bible study, uh, you went to church on uh, the the three big holidays, which is uh, Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. No matter what it is, if you if, you, if you've been around the church, you have heard of David, even if it's just the story of David and Goliath. But I want to use, I want to go before David even ever conquers Goliath. And when I want to talk about David as a young, a young boy, a young, a young man, I say boy, but uh, as a young man and uh, he is in his father's house at the time. And so it comes around the first chapter of Samuel, around uh, chapter six, uh, the first book of Samuel, Samuel, uh, chapter 16. And it talks about uh, when Sam, when David is anointed king. And I want to give you a little background uh, as far as why uh, of the whole process of David being anointed king. All right. So during this time, the book, uh, the book's uh, title is called Samuel and Samuel was the prophet. And prior to David being anointed king or even while David's being anointed king, Samuel is a prophet to, to the king, uh, Saul. And uh, Saul becomes disobedient and he... It's rejected by God. He doesn't listen to God's uh, God direction and instruction. 
and he uh, he is rejected by God. And so Samuel now has a task of anointing new new king. Now, so Samuel is sent to Jesse's house. Uh, Jesse is the father of David, and so when Jesse, or when he goes to David, uh, he is now sent to go over Jesse. He knows that one of Jesse's sons will be anointed king. That's where God has sent him. And so as God sends him, uh, he goes through all of Jesse's sons. And at the end of it, uh, around the, I want to say the 11th verse, uh, Samuel says to Jesse, are here all thy children? And they said, there remains the youngest and behold, he keepeth the sheep. Now I want to give you a little background. I want to give you a little background because it's, it's, this is, this is really kind of the, 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 the crux of our, our, our message or our, our podcast today. Our conversation is that David was in the field. And this is one of the things that when a prophet, when a man of God came to your house, everyone comes in the house and everywhere, like a dinner party. Uh, so they, they, everyone's in the house. It's, it's almost as if like someone famous came to your house and uh, you want to bring all your friends and all your family and you want to put all your best spread and you really want to have a, a something that would really bless the or impressed rather not even just blessed but impress this famous person and so this is Samuel uh, fame because that uh, the prophet is not that the prophet didn't go to everyone's house and so that the prophet is there this is the man of God uh, he speaks directly to God and God speaks directly to him so he is now in the house of Jesse and so they have invited everyone in and so I want to do a little study because I, I heard uh, I've heard preached before that David uh, David's history. Uh, his uh, lineage was always in question. And so he was really, if you will, he was the redheaded stepchild, quote unquote. Uh, I know that is not may not be the best politically correct uh, phrase, but I want to use that because I understand that is a colloquialism that most people understand is he's the redheaded stepchild. His uh, his uh, lineage and his uh, uh, his. Uh, claim in the family was always in question and there's something is is i can go more into depth about why that happened and it had less to do with david and more to do with his father but that's beside the point but because he was uh considered a if you will uh the, the phrase uh, that would have been said he was considered a bastard child uh which means that uh he was illegitimate uh he was considered illegitimate and so I want to use David because he is now out in the field and his dad didn't even think his family, his brothers didn't even think enough to him of him to invite him in to the uh, to the dinner, this dinner party with the man of God, Samuel. And that's what I want to I want to talk about the truth about success, because a lot of times, especially in the social media uh, driven world we live in now, success looks like fun. And I, I'm not saying that success is not fun, but success is all, all also hard work. It's the work that no one sees. And so often we, we, we look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, we look at Twitter, we look at TV, and we look at, if you will, the, the reality television shows. And, it, and success seems like it just falls in your lap, and that's not really the truth about success. Uh, success, regardless of how you... Whatever it, it is, whatever it is to you relatively, whether it is uh, family, whether it is 
uh, relationships, whether it is uh, money, whether it is career, whether it is fame, all of those things come at a cost and success requires work. And most of the work when it comes to success happens behind the scenes. My first point is that success takes a lot of behind the scenes work. And the reality is success takes a lot of hidden work. Now, we, as, I, as I told you, we understand that uh, as we go in, now David is going to be anointed king and he's going to be chosen by God. And even though that he was hidden by his family, his family didn't want anything to do with him. And it, there is so much I don't want I don't have the the time to really delve into I'm going to touch a little bit to delve into why he was not only why he was considered the stepchild the redheaded stepchild but the reality is that a lot of people counted him out but the reality is that sometimes God places you in isolation so that way you can work your way to greatness and I'm not talking about work to the point is that you are you are if you will your goal is to be it's not when you when God isolates you, you're not thinking, hey, I want to be seen. In fact, sometimes you may even be question why you are isolated. But the thing is that even though David is now isolated from his family and that, that he's a stepchild of his family, and that no one wants to only his only allies, his mother and, and no one really wants to anything to do with him. But the reality is that in his time of isolation, in his time of behind the scenes work, he learned so much about himself and about God. And the reality is that when we are in a place where we are isolated, we have to give ourselves time to learn more about ourselves and more about God. God isolates us. He puts us to do the work behind the scenes so that we could understand ourselves more. And the reality is the truth about success is that if you don't understand who you are, you will most likely sabotage your success. The thing is that one of the things that you begin to realize is that as you with success comes attraction. People are attracted to success. It just reality is that that successful people attract other people. They attract both they attract both successful people and unsuccessful people. They attract successful people because like like minds think, and so they, they want they want to build on each other. They want to to catch the momentum of each other and to to help each other succeed. Now the unsuccessful want to learn what the successful person did to get success. And let's see how many times I'm going to say success in this podcast. But all jokes aside, the, the reality is that. Is attractive. Success is attraction. Attractive, uh, one way or another. Whether it is uh, whether it, people are drawn to you in a, a romantic way, people are drawn to you in hey, I want to learn way, or hey, I just want to be around successful people kind of way is attract attractive. But the reality is that if you don't learn your your ebbs and flows, you don't learn your idiosyncrasies, you don't learn your your vices, and you don't take this time of isolation to understand who you are, both who you are in this world, but who you also who you are also in God, you're liable to sabotage sabotage and even cut short the life of your success. The most successful people are people that understand who they are. They, they, they are not trying to be someone else, but they also they understand how they have to move. They understand that that, hey, I can't be around this too long because I am going to to hurt myself. There's certain things that I understand that I just can't be around There's certain people that I just can't be around. I just I, because what you don't want to do is take on 
take on more than you're able to to withstand. And when you God isolates you to teach you about yourself, you what you want. What I want you to ask yourself is, what have I learned about myself in my time of isolation? Maybe you are you feel like you're on the cusp of being recognized or you're on the cusp of reaching your greatness or you're on the cusp of being successful at your on your job or being successful in your career or being successful in your, your dreams and being successful in your family. And uh, you, whatever it is that you're aiming towards, you're, you're, but you feel like you're you're on the cusp, but you're still isolated. There's some things that you have to learn before. Before you can be revealed before David is revealed he is learning certain things and we're going to talk about it because he reveals that uh, when he goes to talk to Saul about conquering Goliath it's certain things it's certain things that you'll learn it's certain tools that you that you'll learn how to use it's certain you learn your strengths and you learn your weaknesses you learn and not to say that you'll never make mistakes because we understand that David makes mistakes after he's anointed but the reality is, is that you begin to learn things about yourself and what happens is that what, what the beauty about David is and I don't want to get ahead of myself is that when you learn more about yourself and more about God, when you do fall or when you do slip up and when you do make a mistake, it's not that you don't make a mistake, it's that you know how to respond to that mistake because you spent time both getting to know you and getting to know God. The isolation that God places you in as you're trying to work towards success is to teach you how to be successful. But not not in the grand scheme of things that you're not going to learn certain things you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to get towards success. But I'm not talking about mainly about how to get towards success, but how to how to live in success. And how to 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 conquer the things that's going to come up before you. That's what this isolation time is for. So what do you what is God trying to teach you? The question I, I start off with, this is a question I want you to ask yourself. What the question is, what is God trying to teach you during your time of isolation? Maybe you're getting ready to transition somewhere. What is God trying to teach you during this time, the time in between where you don't want to tell too many people or you don't want to. That, that, that you're not ready to share all these things that, that you have planned. But what is God trying to teach you before you are revealed, before you reveal your dream, before you re- reveal the thing that you're going to do? What is God trying to teach you about yourself? What is he trying to show you about him, himself? The reality is that before you could be revealed, you have to let God reveal himself to you. What is, what, what is, what is it that you have to learn in your isolation? There's certain things that you have to be able to learn. Um, before I joined the Air Force, uh, I uh, I was really kind of in a place of isolation. Uh, I'll give you a little background. Uh, I think last week I told you that before I went to military, I was in college and I felt like I had failed and I didn't want to go back to my, my father's house uh, without completing the goals that I set forth. But in between the me leaving for the military, well, me deciding to go to the military and me going to the military, I spent a lot of time, if you will, uh, fasting and praying. Uh, I, I I had cut off my the, I had cut off my I cut off myself from the. It's, it was a lot easier back this two thousand six. I cut myself off from uh so I really wasn't social media around like that. But I cut myself off from the internet. I didn't watch any TV. Uh, I only made I only uh made necessary my myself nece- available. When necessary, so everybody couldn't just call me and have access to me. And that's that's that's. Uh, I wanna I wanna put a pin right there. I know that we live in the age of 
social media and uh, and everyone has instant access to access to you. But just because we have social media, just because we have smartphones, it does not mean that people should always have access to you. The thing is that when we li- the age that we live in, people feel like that you should always be available to him for, to them. But that is not the case. Sometimes you have to isolate yourself so that way that you can breathe. So that way you can your mind can 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 breathe and that you your spirit can breathe and it can just be you and God, but you're isolated that people does not do not always need to have access to you. A successful person realizes that. But during my time, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I fasted and I prayed and I began to hear God's voice completely. And I'm not even sure if I knew why I was isolating myself, but I did. Uh, and so I as I go into the Air Force and uh, I, I go into basic training and one of the things that ended up happening is that during my time of isolation, God really began to fill me, prepare me to be a light to the people around me. I was one of the, uh, I joined the Air Force at 23. The average person joins at like 17 to 18. And so I was, I was the oldest, either the second or the oldest person within my, my, uh, my flight, my basic training flight. And so I became a mentor to those, but just a spiritual mentor. And so I, I didn't realize and I became a, 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 a mentor for the I wasn't the titled leader, but I had influence. Uh, John Maxwell talks about leadership being influence, but I had influence with both the leaders in my flight, but also the members of my flight. And so it allowed me to. But my time of isolation prepared me for that moment. Sometimes that the a lot of times God isolates you to prepare you for that moment. And the thing is that sometimes you want to be so successful and we want we want to achieve these different things and we want to be and we want to achieve fame and we want to be famous at what we do and we want to be known what we do, but we never take time for isolation. And that isolation is key. The truth, the, the, the first truth about success is you have to take time for isolation. You have to allow God to isolate you to so that way he can reveal himself to you, but also reveal you to you. Now, the second thing that I, I want to talk about success is that you're going to you're going to. The truth is that you need tools for success, but you don't only just need tools. You know, you need to be proficient in your tools. Uh, well, as we continue in, in, in Samuel, we find that uh, in the story of David and Goliath, we find that uh, that David is now the only one that is brave enough and faithful enough to challenge this giant. And so when he goes to Saul to tell him why does he why he knows that he could defeat him, he tells Saul that. I know I could defeat him because when I was when I was I'm just a shepherd boy, but he didn't really say just I'm a shepherd boy. And when animals came to take my sheep, I fought them on my own. I I, I fought them on my own and I went back and got them. And the thing is that what, what happens when you're isolated and what happens as God is preparing you for success, as as he's preparing you and teaching you how to be successful, he is. He's giving you tools. He's giving you assets. He's giving you life lessons to help you during your, your, your strive for success. You cannot be successful if you don't become proficient in the things that God has given you to work on 
So that way that way you can be successful. Everything that David had had, had had went through. He learned how to to stand on his own. He learned how to depend on God because no one in his family beside with the exception of his mother wanted anything to do with him. He learned how to be a shepherd and take care of people. He learned how to protect the, his, 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 um, his sheep. And so he, he learned how to war in, in, in a situation where he, he was, it was just him, him and his sheep. And the thing is that he didn't belittle this, this, this time where uh, the, the, the Bible also tells us that we should not, uh, I'm going to use it for a lack of better, we should not be grudge or we should not, we should not uh, despise humble beginnings because the, the, the David has humble beginnings and he's just a, he's a shepherd. And some people say he's just a shepherd, but he learned how to lead by being a shepherd of sheep. So now if, if he knows how to lead people. And he's not afraid to, to, to step out. He's not afraid to go go in and, and take the, the sheep out of the, the, the wolf's mouth or the lion's mouth because he knew he knew that he can do it. Uh, funny story. And so God gave me this when I was actually uh, preparing. it. so uh, if you never heard of Harry Potter one of the Harry, and one of the Harry Potter stories, uh, I want to say it. Uh, I cannot remember the name uh, of the, the, the which one it was, but I knew it was one with uh, Sirius Black. And uh, there's a point where uh, Harry, the, the main character, must now create a light. Uh, God, here you go. So thank you, Lord. And so he must now uh, uh, he must do a light to scare away uh, the, tor the uh, Dementors. Uh, and so what ends up happening is they go back in time. And so when he <laughs> come on, God, when he. When he has to do it in real time, he thought it was his father uh, who was actually dead uh, doing the, the, the spell to cast the light, to cast away, to, to, to shine the light, to illuminate the area, to cast out the uh, Dementors. And so he's uh, but when he realized that it was him and so what he says to his uh, partner, Hermione, he says, I, I did it this time because I knew I could do it because I've done it before. The reality, and I know it seemed like I went in a circle, and if, you, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, it seems like it's crazy. But the reality is that David knew he could beat Goliath because he had beat his Goliath before. And your sometimes the fact is that because success is relative and, and your challenges are relative, if you can't beat your small, if you don't take, if you don't understand that your your small battle that you win now or your Goliath now. But if if you if if you at your at your low at your humble beginnings can defeat your humble giant now, you then will be able to when you get to your your great your great uh your success, you will be able to to beat your great giant then because you've done it before it may not be on the same it may not be the, the they may not be the same size from from your past to your present but the reality is they're on the same scale they're on the same ratio so as you add the ratio is the same it's just that your your reward is bigger so you have the you have a bigger giant to beat your success is bigger, so you have a bigger giant to beat. But you learn, you learn this. The truth about success is that that God, during this time of isolation, He teaches you how to be successful and how to get towards these things. He gives you the tools and He gives you the aptitude to do it. 
David knew he could beat Goliath because he had beat his Goliath before. He just didn't call him Goliath. He called him lion then, and he called him bear then. But the reality is that Goliath, he looked at Goliath the same way he looked at the bear, the same way he looked at lion, because he said, if I can defeat that, I know I can defeat Goliath because I'm not where my faith is further than I was before. And that's why it says that we go from faith. The Bible says we go from faith to glory to glory from faith to faith because our faith builds on top of each other. And so as we believe, we believe more and more and our faith is stronger. So the faith that we had that we needed early on is not going to be enough. It, it, we, that's why we have to go through sm- small things and the small things become big things. And so now the, the small things that we had to have faith in where there was a, the small phase of of. Of, of bills and jobs now is the, 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 the big faith of your dream coming true. Success requires us to be to be proficient in certain aptitudes. But I, I was, it was during, it's during that time of isolation that we get the second truth about success and success takes proficiency in our tools and aptitudes. Now, the third and final, uh, it's not really the final, but this is the third, the third thing I want to talk about today is that your isolation, the truth about success is that your isolation creates confidence in you. Um, uh, one of the things that I, I enjoy about this story of, of David and Goliath is not so much the, uh, if you will, the the fact that he beat Goliath. Uh, that's not what it is. The what really impressed me was David's confidence in God, and his and and how what he said and uh, he says that who is this uncircumcised giant that he would challenge the God. That he would challenge him. Who, who is he? Who and this this is the kind of conversation he has, um, and and his brothers don't like it. But he's saying, who is he that he would do this? It says, uh, this is in verse twenty four. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen the man that is come up surely to defy Israel? Is he that come up and it shall kill? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. And it shall be that the man that who killeth him, the king will enrich him and great riches will give him his daughter. And David said, spake to the men that stood by saying, what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach of, of Israel for this, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of the living God. Now this is how much confidence David has, but David's confidence is not found in himself, but his his confidence is found in God. But you don't get confidence without practice. Ah, I really wish you can hear me, beloved. The fact is that we do not get confidence in ourselves. We're not trying to build confidence in ourselves. We're trying to build confidence in God. And when we, we build confidence in God through relationship and practice, I am a sports guy, so let's think about uh, basketball. And so, if you've never played basketball, if you've never played basketball, if you never practiced, you never did any of that things, you don't have much confidence that you can go out there and just hit the game-winning shot. Just the reality of it, you don't have that much confidence. No matter how much you think that you're athletic, if you've never played the game, you don't know that you can hit the game-winning shot. 
But if you are if you have practice and you have you have spent time uh, honing in on your skills and you spent time on the basketball court, spent time practicing your jump shot and working on your mechanics, you have a confidence that you can hit that shot. So it's the same in your relationship with God. The fact is that they, your confidence will not come if you're not spending time. You're confident in God and the fact that God will do exactly what he said he would do. That God will give you exactly what he, what he promised you. That God will help you to be successful. That confidence comes in practicing a relationship with God. The fact that he, he understood that everything that he, that he uh, acquired, everything that he, all the success that he had mounted up came from spending time with God. Your isolation helps you to gain confidence in God because you're just spending time with God. The reality is that a lot of us do not have confidence in God because we do not know God, nor do we spend time with God. How can you have confidence in someone that you don't pray to, you don't talk to, you don't spend, you don't spend time learning, reading his word and understanding his word. Um, you don't spend time uh, learning his voice. You don't you don't have you don't have any of those things. How can you be confident that God is telling you to do something if you don't recognize his voice? How can you be confident that God is, is pushing you towards this thing if you don't uh, you don't know his will? You don't know how he speaks. The fact is that it's hard for me to believe that. It's hard for me to believe that someone says that they've heard the voice of God if they don't know that they haven't spent that they consistently hear the voice of God. Now, God has talked to people that are not familiar with him. But after after you hear God's voice, generally, it pushes you towards relationship. No one hears God's voice and then keeps on going about their life. Most people, when they hear God's voice, if they've never had a relationship with God, it shakes them into wanting to have a relationship with God. One way or the other. But the thing is that how can you be confident that you heard God's voice if you're not confident in his word? How do you know what God's voice sound like if you never if you never took time to get to know him? The thing is that David spent time. I told you that in your time of isolation, God reveals himself to you and also yourself to you, to you. But David was confident that God could do this thing. Because he had a relationship with him. His faith was built because during his time of isolation, he spent time with him. David spent time writing songs. We understand that he was a psalmist. And so he wrote songs and he wrote. And so I'm, I'm a poet. I, I like to think myself a poet, but I, I, I'm, I'm a writer in the sense that uh, but that that time of isolation helps me as I'm speaking with God and I'm talking with God and he's talking to me. It gives, it inspires me to write. It inspires me to be confident. So there's certain things as I, as you walk with God, that you're confident in God in. Uh, my pastor always says that there's something that you go through with God, where God reveals himself to you that no one can ever take away your, your confidence in him about that. So if you've been hungry and he's given you food, no one can never tell you that he's not a provider because you know for you have you have proof and you have experience that he is a provider. If you've been sick and he has healed your body, you now have experience and you have so now you have confidence that he is able to heal your body and he's a healer. The reality is that David has spent so much time with God and watched him watched him deliver the, the, the sheep from the, the mouth of the bear, deliver the sheep from the mouth of the, the, uh, the lion. So where David can now say that I know God will deliver me from this. And I can say it confidently because I spent time in practicing my relationship with God. 
Success takes these three, these three things. I told you from the very beginning, I'm a faith guy, so I'm going to speak faith. And so the first two seem very, very simple. The first thing, the, the first thing of, 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 of learning about yourself and learning about God. And the second one, uh, that's, that's in isolation. The second thing in isolation, uh, the truth about success is that uh, you learn uh, how to become proficient and your your tools and your 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 craft. But the third thing that this is this is specifically talking about faith. You become confident in your relationship with God. That is it. You you have to become confident in your relationship with God, beloved. I know that um, we are living in a world where it seems like there is this this shake up this shake in faith where uh, we really faith just means that we do what we want. But the reality is that what. How can you have faith in something or, or something that has no, no foundation? You have to have faith in God, but your faith does not come from out of thin air. Your faith comes in experiencing life with God. The really the truth about success that, that in, in, in isolation, you, you learn so much about you. You learn so much about your skills and the things that you that that things that you become uh, capable to do and proficient in, and you learn how to be confident in God. Success takes work, and sometimes that work is going. Most times, the work of success is going to be done behind the scenes in isolation. God is going to teach you in isolation how to be successful. But he can only teach you that if you allow yourself to be isolated to get toward to success. So that way he can prepare you to have success. The goal is not just to get success, but to maintain success. And whatever your whatever your however you relatively define success, you're going to need isolation. So that way that you can understand who you are and who God is. You can also understand how to become proficient in your, your with your tools and in your, your skills and your craft. But lastly, you can become confident in who God is. I, I don't know what else to tell you, beloved, but I do know this. That if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to take some time to be isolated. It's going to feel like you're on an island some days. But in order to reach your goals, to reach your dreams, to feel empowered to do those things, you have to be okay with isolation. Because it's in the isolation, it's in the in the the the, the back pages and the and the behind the scenes where no one can see what's going on behind the curtains. That success is built and made. And I believe if you just allow God to continue to isolate you, you will obtain, you will attain. And you will reach the things that you consider to be successful. Believe in God and and take time and allow God to isolate you. God bless you and God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. You have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. We want to thank you for joining us. We hope and pray that you had a blessed time that you got exactly what you needed from here and that we are praying that everything that you need that you're getting from God and we want to thank you once again for joining us if you would like 
to know more about the Bundle Speaks podcast, feel free to email our host at cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Once again, that email is cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Also, feel free to email your prayer request there. You can also follow Cloyd on Facebook. Just look up his name, Cloyd Stephon Brown. Or you can follow him on Instagram, which is Cloyd Brown or at Cloyd Brown. Or you can even follow him on Twitter at Gentleman Cloyd. We look forward to hearing from you. God bless you. God bless you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.